Our first case is Paul Hartman, AG, v. Attends Healthcare Products, 2022, 1724, 25, 26, and 27. Ms. Daly. Good morning. Good morning, Your Honors, and may it please the Court. This appeal involves the issue of inherent obviousness. The claims in this case reside in adult diaper having a non-woven material at the sides. Counsel, when you say inherent obviousness, do you mean that first, the determination whether the proposed combination would have been obvious, and then the inherency comes in when you say whether that combination would necessarily satisfy the claim limitation? Well, the combination here, the second part of that. I'm just asking generally about what you mean by the word. Well, what I mean is that the specific claim limitations, the differing retaining forces that are sufficient to hold the diaper on the wearer are not taught by the prior art. So there's no finding by the board that a diaper having those retaining forces would have been obvious. What was done is a reason is made to modify a diaper, and then the question is does it necessarily have those retaining forces? So there is no finding here that the claim differing retaining forces are taught by the prior art. So the only way obviousness can be found is through inherent obviousness. Are those just results of structure such that they don't add patentable distinction? No, Your Honor, because all these different non-wovens have to be specifically designed to provide structure and characteristics that you want. They aren't any inherent property of all non-wovens. It's a very complicated art, and a lot of the patents we're discussing are ways in terms of creating non-wovens that provide better retention. And so here we have a new and novel way of making a diaper that has not been shown in the prior art where you have higher retaining forces on the side than the front, which encourages the wearer to correctly fasten the diaper to the sides. I have a question about that. Just technically, the patent does say that this arrangement makes it so users correctly fasten the closures. What does that mean? I mean, because I thought the patent also suggested that it could be adjustable based on the size of the wearer, so that maybe the waist size of the wearer would indicate whether it was fastened to the middle or fastened to the wings. And so I'm just trying to understand. I don't know if it matters for purposes of this case, but what does it mean? How does it encourage users to correctly fasten the closures when it seems like that's going to be a different location depending on the size of the person? It can be a different location. This diaper in the Becker patents is designed to be fastened at the sides, and there is some adjustability there, and that can be fastened at different places on the sides. But what they found, and what they found is if those forces are higher at the sides, users correctly fasten it there because it feels more secure. But if a wearer incorrectly fastens it at the front, it will stay up, or you can also refasten it at the sides because the fastening engagement is high enough that it can be refastened, where you could have had a problem before if you incorrectly fasten it, and the non-move isn't strong enough to hold up the diaper, you can tear it, and you've now ruined a diaper just because you had misfastened it to the first place. And so there is some adjustability for sides, but that's not the, there aren't different retaining forces don't create the size adjustability. It is 
the non-woven on the sides having the higher retaining forces, there is adjustability on the sides, but that's where in this diaper it's supposed to be correctly fastened. So there is some discussion, I believe, in the briefing about talking about probabilities and possibilities. I think it'd be useful to look at the final written decision, and maybe if you could walk me through where you think there's some errors in that decision or inadequacies there, that would be useful. Certainly. And so with the the only non-woven identified, the only aspects of the non-woven identified in the combination are basis weight. And there are a lot of non-wovens that fall within that basis weight. And so what the board did in particular when it came time to the, when it came to the differing retaining forces, uh, that's at 265 to 267, the board identified, essentially assumed what if all of the characteristics of the two non-wovens are the same except for basis weight, then the retaining forces would be higher at the sides due to the higher basis weight. Are you focusing on the sentence on 266 that says, if the extent to which the fibers are bonded together and pore size is the same? Correct. There was no finding that they would actually be the same. There was no finding in the board's decision as to why one in skill in the art would have made them the same. And so that's just one possibility. What about the lot- obviousness paragraph on page A267? Are you saying that that doesn't give a reason? Well, I think in that paragraph, they actually recognize the fact that the combination wouldn't necessarily give the different retaining forces. And in that paragraph where they say it's suggested, or it's at least suggested, those findings, I think, as we, as we pointed out in our brief, are not supported by substantial evidence. The only... Reference do you to think their reason is that there. I'm, just, I'm asking you, do you think they provide a reason there? For, I, d- I don't think they provide a reason as to the reasons I'm given. I'm having a hard time seeing a reason, so that's what I'm asking you. What do you I mean, it's a little confusing, this paragraph. I would agree, and I think the reason that they gave, or what reason could be found in there, is that having that. They say that it could be suggested because there was a known relationship between shear strength and number of fibers, and they cite Karami 626 for that. But Karami 626 also says that there are other factors that impact the retaining forces besides the number of fibers, and that's the size of the bonding area, the pore size. Uh, so the number of fibers, and, and Karami 626 doesn't actually say what that relationship is. And so that's not a teaching or suggestion in Karami 626, that one would create a diaper having these different retaining forces that are sufficient to hold the diaper on the wearer. And, and I'll note that attends in their reply brief, or in their response brief, had said when we pointed out that the board didn't provide any reason to have differing retaining forces to support this um, suggestion, attends said they didn't need to because the issue is inherency. So I think any any argument that there is some obviousness to the different retaining forces in this decision um, was disavowed by attends in their in their in their mm-hmm. brief. Are you continuing or arguing that appendix pages two sixty five to two sixty seven are at least in part relying on inherency to reach the conclusions that are being reached? No, I think I think one of our issues is that the board didn't find inherency. Okay. So the only way for obviousness was inherency, but in these pages the most that the board did is say, well, we can envision one scenario 
where you would get higher retaining forces on the sides. But the combination is much broader than that. Would an alternative way of saying that is that they found inherency, but they erred in doing so? That could be, but I think the fact they may have been trying to find inherency, but because there isn't a statement where they say, well, even if it wouldn't necessarily. But they couldn't have found inherency because they didn't actually address all the diapers that could be formed from the non-wovens in the combination. They keep on using the term would. Would have. Would have functioned. Well, but that's only, but they didn't address the full scope of the combination. And so, for instance, in the combination, the sides of the bedding diaper, the board specifically found they don't have to be modified at all. In the bedding diaper, the tape closures attach to the front. They don't attach to the sides. So there's no inherent ability of the sides in the bedding diaper to engage fasteners. And the only requirements listed in bedding for the sides are that it broadly be almost any non-woven having a large basis weight range. So there are many non-wovens that fall within this combination that the board didn't address. I mean, Karami 626 expressly says that other factors impact retaining forces, including bonding area, interstitial size, the number of fibers. Do I remember correctly that the board also quoted that language from Karami and seemed to credit it? Correct. So the board has acknowledged that other factors impact retaining forces, but there's no finding as to why one of skill and art would have selected those specific factors in the non-woven in the combination. Can I ask you, this is a little bit of a separate issue, but in the blue brief at page 56, it says that Karami's fasteners only do not attach to both the wings and the front. But I'm not sure that that's correct. When I look at JA4313 paragraph 40, it seems to state pretty clearly that the fastener elements do not require landing zones and may engage directly with any portion of the non-woven surface constituting the front sheet, back sheet, or wings. Yes, and our expert had explained at the board that that actually appears to be an error in that paragraph because if you actually look at what's taught in Karami 626, every permutation of the T-shaped diaper, the fasteners only engage the wings. And in fact, there is no way for the fasteners to engage the front of the diaper and the T-shaped diaper to hold the diaper on the wearer because the fasteners are actually on the... Whether that's correct or not, technically, doesn't the disclosure of it disclose it? I mean, in the context of a mechanical invention like this? No, there is actually no physical way to engage the fasteners at the front. There's no prior art that actually shows a T-shaped diaper being engaged at the front of the diaper. And part of that is because the fasteners are on the inside of the front of the diaper. They're pulled up to hang on the belt of the diaper. They can't engage the front of itself because they're on the inside. And there is no prior art in the record that shows a T-shaped diaper being fastened anyway. And despite that statement, neither ATTENDS nor the board has described any way in which the T-shaped diaper could be fastened by attaching to the front. If I thought there was substantial evidence to support the board's finding on this, would that impact your inherency argument at all? No, I don't think so because there still is the problem that 
even if there still is not enough factors identified, just saying a 20 GSM non-woven is not enough to say what the retaining forces would be or what the relative retaining forces would be. There is, the petitioner did not put forth any reasons why one would actually select non-woven with the characteristics that would provide the retaining forces in the claim. They did not present why one would create a diaper that has the higher retaining forces on the sides and the front end sufficient to hold the diaper on the wearer. Counsel, you're into your rebuttal time. You can continue or save it. Mr. Albright. Good morning, Your Honors, and may it please the Court. I'm Jeremy Albright on behalf of Attends Healthcare Products. The Board found that it would have been obvious to arrive at the Binning Karami 626 diaper in which Karami 626's fasteners engage Binning's non-woven spun-bond wings or Karami 626's backsheet non-woven to accommodate small and large-waisted wearers. The large-waisted wearers by attaching the fasteners to the wings and the smaller-waisted wearers by attaching the fasteners to the backsheet. Hartman doesn't dispute that finding, that that would be an obvious diaper. Instead, what Hartman contends is that that diaper might not have stayed on the wearers that it accommodated. But that doesn't make any sense because one is not accommodated by a diaper that falls off. Can you address the pages we were talking about with opposing counsel, appendix pages 265 through 267? Yes, Your Honor. To respond to the arguments that were made just a few moments ago. Yes, and so there was some discussion of the if statement at appendix 266 where the board explained if the extent to which the fibers are bonded together and pore size is the same between the wings and the backsheet, then the lower basis weight backsheet will have lower retaining forces. Well, that statement is not discussing mere possibilities and it actually follows a finding from the board that in the Binning Karami 626 diaper, the pore size and bonding area would actually be the same between the wings and the backsheet as... How could that be? I mean, I think the board found that the material on the side sections of Binning's diaper would not be modified, right? So how do you know that the... How do you know that the materials, all the characteristics of the materials, specifically, I guess, the pore size and other factors, how do you know that they're the same when you're taking the material from Binning... Well, you're taking the material from Karami on the front and putting it on Binning and using Binning's wings? So, Your Honors, the board cites to paragraph 115 of Mr. Jezzy's declaration where he explains it would have been obvious in the Binning Karami 626 diaper to use Karami 626's preferred parameters for Binning's wings. Now, we're not changing Binning's wings. Oh, where is that? Where is it that the board says that? They cite to Mr. Jezzy at paragraph 115 at appendix 265. And I believe, Your Honor, they do explain that the one difference 
They do explain the one difference between the wings and the back sheet. I'm trying to find it in the decision. How do I know that that's what they're saying here when they cite paragraph 115? Because that's not the sentence that precedes that doesn't say that. So, Your Honor, on appendix at 266, that's where the board makes explicit the one difference between the non-woven materials of the back sheet and the wings would be the number of fibers. And that's supported by Mr. Jesse's testimony at paragraph 115 where he cites the preferred parameters for a fastener engaging non-woven, which come from Karami 626. What do I, what about the statement on page, I think it's 263, where they say the proposed combination does not require modifying the relatively heavy non-woven material that Benning already uses for its material sections or wings? Yes, Your Honor. So Benning's wings aren't being modified. It's just filling in the silence in Benning. Benning's wings remain 25 to 50 GSM spun bond non-woven. I thought you just said that the board found that it would modify the characteristics of the Benning material. The board found that it would be obvious to use the parameters that Benning doesn't, that doesn't provide, that Karami 626 does for his non-woven wings. How does that square with the statement that you don't have to modify the material Benning already uses? Well, you're not changing the material, Your Honor. It's still a 25, 50 GSM spun bond non-woven. It has to have an embossing area. It has to have a pore size in order to actually create the diaper. That's right. It already has a pore size, right? Doesn't Benning, are you suggesting that the Benning material and the Benning patent doesn't have a pore size already? No, Your Honor. It doesn't specify what the pore size is, and that's where Mr. Jezzy comes in and explains that when you're making a diaper to engage fasteners, you would use the pore size that you knew worked from Karami 626. In fact, it's the preferred one. What do you, one of the problems I'm having is that I, that might be what your expert said, but I don't see where the board adopted it. Just that it cited, it quoted, I agree that they cited this paragraph 115, and I should, do you know what the appendix page is for that paragraph by chance? It's 4596. What's that? 4596. Thank you. Are there other things said there, or should we understand that by citing that one paragraph, they adopted everything in that paragraph? Well, they at least adopted Mr. Jezzy's opinion that the one difference between the non-woven materials would be the number of fibers. Well, from Karami 626, list of three things he associates with. Could you give me that site again? For the... Is it 4516? 96. I'm sorry. Thank you. And just even backing up from this, there is evidence that as between conventional fastener engaging spun bond non-wovens, the one with the higher basis weight will have higher retaining forces, even apart from this discussion about... Could you do us 
a favor and turn to appendix page 4596 and maybe talk us through what you think the support is? Yes. I was trying to, I'm a little bit farther behind you. I was trying to deal with that aspect when we were talking about that. And just tell us how that supports some of those statements we've been talking about on appendix pages 265 through 267. Right. So Mr. Jesse testifies that underscoring the straightforwardness of this modification, bending side flaps 34 preferably comprise spun bond materials having a basis weight of 25 to 50 GSM and thus satisfy Karami 626's criteria for preferred non-woven and a Pasita would have readily chosen other non-woven characteristics, e.g. bonding area, fiber size, and interstitch size, which is pore size, such that the side flaps 34 further satisfy Karami 626's other criteria. But the board never adopted that finding. Instead, it adopted, like, the first finding. It didn't... I don't see where in the board's opinion... It said a Pasita would readily have chosen other non-woven characteristics. Well, Your Honor, on paragraph 265, what the board is pointing out, that Karami 626 explains three things, um, three characteristics of a non-woven that can impact retaining forces. We've got pore size, bonding area, and number of fibers, which is basis weight. And from paragraph 115, the pore size and the bonding area are going to be the same between the two materials. And that's why they further go on to say the one difference would be the basis weight, because they're talking about the universe of non-woven parameters that could impact retaining forces. Where do they say that a person of ordinary scaling art would have modified Benning's material per Karami's parameters? Uh, Your Honor, I, I don't know that they use those exact words. It would just be, again, on... Appendix 266, that the difference between the wings and the back sheet would be the number of fibers, and paragraph 115 provides substantial evidence for that statement. What is the reason for making that choice? You know, normally for, I mean, your your expert, I guess, proposed a further modification of the combined diaper. What is the reason for making, by a person of ordinary skill in the art, would make that combination? Uh, well, those... That modification. Yes, Your Honor, I'm sorry. Uh, those parameters are preferred directly in the art. Karami says they're the preferred parameters for a fastener engaging non-woven. And that's exactly what we have in the Binning Karami 626 diaper. But again, um, there is evidence in the record that even setting aside this discussion about page 266, that as between... Fastener engaging spun bond non-wovens, the one with the higher basis weight will have higher retaining forces. That's Regardless of all the other parameters? As between conventional spun bond non-wovens as are being used in this combination. And I think that's, a, that's an important point. Where, where's that fact-finding by the board? Uh, that fact-finding by the board. Well, the board cites to uh, Mr. Jesse at paragraph 120 at Appendix 266, and actually, Karami 626 also supports that notion because even though he talks about 
pore size and bonding area, um, the pore size and bonding area he provides are for a conventional non-woven. Because Karami 626's fasteners are only for engagement with uh, conventional non-woven. And then beyond that, of course, we have the Hartman patents, which explain that higher retaining forces are essentially ensured by a higher basis weight, which is also supported by Mr. Jesse's testimony that more fibers means more material for the hooks to engage. And he cites to two prior art references, Gorman and Gehring, that also support that notion. And all of that provides substantial evidence for the board's findings. Um. Just to be clear, though, the board did find other attributes and factors of the non-woven um, impact the retaining force, right? Quoting Karami. Quoting Karami, yes, Your Honor. And those other... It's your view that, that the board must have further modified the material embedding. I'm just having a hard time finding where that is in the board's opinion. Sure, and, and, and I, our position would be that it's not a further modification of binning because binning maintains what Binning discloses, which is the 25 to 50 GSM spun bond non-woven. What does, what other characteristics of Binning's material are disclosed in Binning besides the weight? That it's a spun bond non-woven, Your Honor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you um, concede that the issue here is inherency? Yes, Your Honor, with respect to, so there are three retaining force issues at play here. We've got the diaper holding requirement, whether a diaper will stay on the wear. We've got the differential retaining forces, which is once you go to a higher basis weight wing and a lower basis weight back sheet, whether you'll have higher retaining forces in the wings. And then you have the specific retaining forces. For the diaper holding requirement, uh, or for all three, the board made inherency findings, but our position is the board did make an obviousness finding to support that the diaper holding requirement is met by the Binning Karami 626 diaper because the goal of this whole combination is to provide size adjustability, which would require the diaper attached such that it, it stayed on. Um, but inherency with respect to um, the specific uh, retaining force weights and the dependent claims, and also with respect to the relative retaining force requirement. Yes, Your Honor. Independent claim. Okay. Yes, Your Honor. <clears throat> Anything further, counsel? If there are no further questions, I'll cede by last minute. All right. Ms. Daly has some rebuttal time. Thank you, Your Honor. I'll, I'll be brief. I'll note on the, 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 what we have been discussing about the, uh, potential modification or, of the bending sides that there is no finding in the board's decision as to why one would have selected the same fiber pore size and embossing from Karami 626 from bending. And in fact, the board did find that no modification of bending was required. And bending allows virtually any non-woven to be used. All it provided was a large basis weight range. Because it wasn't intended, it did not need to hold the fasteners onto the wearer. So all of those are within the combination. 
Do you have a response to opposing counsel um, seeking to point us to paragraph 115 on appendix page 4596? But the, the even um, Tenza's expert doesn't give any reason as to why those choices would make. It's a it's a conclusory statement that one would obviously choose the same thing as Karami 626. And also the board didn't adopt that finding because it said that the bending side of the diaper does not need to be modified, which includes a large scope of non-movens. And, and I'll just make one final point that on um, the issue of the um, basis weight and retaining forces. There is no... <laughs> the retaining forces depend on a lot of things. And so you can't just say that um, the retaining forces will necessarily be the same based on basis weight. The, what the, the patent does instruct is you want different retaining forces on this, higher retaining forces on the sides and the front. And the patent teaches one way to do that is make sure everything else is the same except for basis weight. Then you can achieve that. But it also teaches that many other factors go into the retaining forces. And there is no finding um, by the board that the only that the only thing that matters is the basis weight for retaining forces. Unless there's any other questions. Thank you, Ms. Daly. Thank you to both counsel. The case is submitted.